Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hey there, Culips community. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand conversations in English about interesting topics. Today, helping me with this episode is my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And hey, listeners. Greetings from Thailand. Yeah, greetings from Thailand. Cassie, I'm so glad to hear that you arrived in Thailand safe and sound. Yeah, my husband and I just arrived here like a week and a half ago, and we're just starting to get settled in Bangkok. Yeah, that's great. And I thought that we could dedicate this episode to hear about what your first impressions of Thailand are like. I'm so curious to hear some of your stories about this new adventure that you're on. Yes, and I am so excited to tell you about it as well. But before we do that, I will take a moment to tell everyone about our transcript and study guide available for this episode. So guys, studying with the transcript and guide is a great way to learn with us. In the study guide, you'll find detailed descriptions and real-world examples of all the key vocabulary you'll hear Andrew and I using here today. There are also activities designed to help you build your speaking and writing skills. There's a quiz and much more. To get the study guide and transcript, you need to be a Culips member. To learn all the details and to sign up, just visit our website, culips.com. We also want to give a shout out to one of our listeners named Michael, who is from Germany. And Michael left us a five-star rating and a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts. And in his review, he wrote... Hey, dear Culips team, I'm Michael from Germany, and I love your podcast. Together with my sister-in-law, who lives in New York, I will soon start my own business in the USA. For this, it was necessary for me to improve my dusty school English. I succeeded with your podcast. I'm getting better and better and more and more confident in communicating with our American partners. Please keep up the good work. Wow. Thank you for that awesome review, Michael. And Cassie, don't you think that's pretty fitting, that review for this episode? Because we're going to be talking about starting a new life in a foreign country. And it sounds like that's exactly what Michael just did. Yeah, Michael and I have got a few things in common. (laughs) I think so. So thank you for learning English with us, Michael, and good luck on your new adventures in the USA. And Cassie, of course, thank you to everyone out there who's been supporting us by telling you know their friends to listen to Culips or by leaving ratings and reviews on their favorite podcast apps because it really does help us a lot. And of course, we very much appreciate it. And with that being said, Cassie, I want to jump right into our main topic for today, which is about your first impressions of Thailand. So let's get into it. You said earlier that you've been in Thailand now for about just a week and a half. So it's very much still fresh and in the beginning stages. What's it been like so far? Tell us all about it. Well, Andrew, it's been really great so far. And 
I don't think listeners will be able to hear it, but I'm actually experiencing one of uh, the differences between Thailand and Korea, and that is the torrential downpours of the rainy season in Thailand. So listeners, this is our first time uh, recording where I am in Korea, where I live, and now Cassie is in Thailand, where she lives. And I guess in Thailand right now, it's the start of the rainy season. And we just pressed record and started getting into this episode. And then Cassie said, Andrew, the rain just started. Can you hear the heavy rain in the background? And we had to stop and do an audio check just to make sure we weren't getting drowned out by the sound of the falling rain in the background. So I guess that is one major difference that you're experiencing right from the start, Cassie, is the difference in weather and climate in Thailand. Yeah, that's right. And I haven't been stuck out in the rain so far, so I can say I actually really love this weather from an insider's point of view, someone safe inside a dry <laughs> room, because um, Korea doesn't really get these big thunderstorms, and I think they are so cool here. We got them back in Pennsylvania in my hometown, but uh, I haven't heard them for a while living in Korea. Yeah, we do get heavy rain. There is, I would say, short rainy season in Korea, and the rain does fall very intensely during that period. But it's not very often that you hear thunder or see lightning. I'd say like only a couple days a year, really. It's, it's quite rare in Korea. So that's cool that you get these big rainstorms there in Thailand. And Cassie, don't you think that it's great weather for reading? I always love reading a book in a heavy thunderstorm. Yes, exactly. Or just, you know, taking a nap and then hearing the whoosh sound as the rain falls onto the roof. Yes, very, very nice. So apart from the weather and the climate, what are some of your first impressions of Thailand? Is there anything that jumped out at you that was like really interesting or exciting or new or gave you like an oh my god moment? Yes. So I don't know if I was being reckless, but I really didn't research Thailand much at all before I came here. I was like, you know what? We're just going to jump into this. So I didn't know what to expect. And after being here for a week and a half, I can say there are some things that I found super, super cool and some things that really scared me at first, but I'm getting used to. I'll start with the scary thing first and then talk about the fun things. <laughs> sure. The scariest thing for me here was the, how would you even call it? I would say pedestrian walkways. And a pedestrian is a person who is not driving, who is walking. Mm. So do you mean like the sidewalks or the crosswalks? Both. So okay. <laughs> um, there aren't really a lot of sidewalks in Bangkok, or at least not in my area. So when you walk around, then you have to walk right on the street with all the vehicles? Yeah, there's like a half foot or, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 15 centimeter wide gap between the cars and, you know, the the walls in between the buildings. And mm -hmm. um, that's where you have to walk. And the motorbikes are like zooming by inches from my elbow. And <sighs> I was terrified at first. 
But I saw like all of my co-teachers and little middle schoolers just walking right next to all these cars. And I'm like, I'm being ridiculous. If everybody else can do it, so can I. <laughs> all right. So some traffic culture shock. Uh, I'm wondering, like, I have never been to Thailand, but I have visited some other Southeast Asian countries before, which maybe are similar. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but I think maybe they're a little bit similar. And I always noticed like when traveling in, in countries like Vietnam, for example, which is maybe my closest point of reference, crossing the road can be really nerve wracking for people who haven't experienced that kind of traffic before, where you have lots of vehicles. It seems at first from our Western perspective, it seems kind of chaotic, like there's no system. After you spend some time in that place, you notice, oh, there's a, a system. It's just different than what I'm used to. But crossing the road when there's no crosswalks and no stoplights can be harrowing at first. Is that what it's like in Thailand too? Do you just sort of have to cross and be confident and get everybody to drive around you instead of stop for you? Yeah, there are some crosswalks and things like that, but there aren't really red lights. So everybody's still moving all around you. So yes, confidence is key. If you just get your head out there and start going, then uh, you'll make it through, hopefully. So far, so good, right? Yes. <laughs> and Cassie, you are also going to share with us uh, a funny story or, or something? No, just good stories. Um, before coming to Thailand, so many people told us Ah, Thai food. It's so delicious. It's amazing. The best part about Thailand is the food. So mm. um, my husband made it his mission to find some of the best street stall foods. So not like a typical restaurant, but, you mm -hmm. know, these really small um, mom and pop shops just along the side of certain alleyways that have like two or three tables and their little kitchen area and you know their their meals are piping hot and like a dollar twenty or something like that mm -hmm. and have you had some good culinary experiences that way we have yeah we found two or three spots we really love um, for Thai listeners out there, sorry, I don't remember the names of any of the foods yet. <laughs> It'll take a little while before you memorize all of the food names, maybe. Yes, um, but they've all been really delicious. We have only had one miss when it came to food. It was uh, some sort of green curry. I think it's really popular here, but um, I don't think our taste buds have adjusted to that yet. It was a little spicy for us. Mm, I see. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about Thai food. And I've only really tried Thai food at restaurants like in Canada and here in Korea. So I don't have that authentic experience yet. But definitely Thai food is very, very delicious from what I've tried. So uh, that's awesome that you get to live in such a, a great food country. You get to go from Korea to Thailand. Cassie, that's amazing. Yeah, those are two amazing food countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So what kind of things have you done so far? Have you done any sightseeing or uh, been to any attractions or anything? Or has it just been kind of settling in? We have done a little bit of sightseeing. And we always 
combined it with a mission for our everyday life. So for example, we wanted to go check out, again, I might be butchering this pronunciation, the Chattachek market. I think that's how you call it. It's a really huge open market. Okay. But we also wanted to get a bus pass. Mm. When you travel around the city, they have these lines called the BTS line and the MRT line, which are like fast trains that move all over the city. And you can pay for a single ride using cash, but you can also get a card that is rechargeable. So our mission one day was to first get a bus card that was rechargeable and then to find our way to this big open market. Nice. And what was the market like? huge just no other words besides that there were stalls for everything clothes food drinks pets they had like bunnies there you could buy wow sounds really like probably very busy and bustling place yeah exactly and i heard it's a little better now because covid laws are being lifted so you can go without a mask some places it's still good to wear it especially in that busy market but apparently a few years ago when covid was really scary and but there were all these stalls everywhere it was just chaos but um it it seems like thailand's really opening up now and tourists are coming back but there's still not too many so you feel like you can really explore the area Yeah, that's cool. You might get more of an authentic experience right now when there are fewer tourists than there usually are. So you should take advantage of that maybe before crowds come back in full swing because I know Thailand is a popular tourist destination, right? It's like a huge part of their economy and so many travelers love to visit that place. Cassie, you talked about getting around, you know, walking on the streets, taking the bus. How has navigating in a brand new foreign country been? Have you gotten lost at all? Are you just using your phone for navigation? What's getting around like? That was one of the other first things we did. We went to the phone store and we got very large data plans so that I could use Google Maps anywhere I wanted to go. But luckily... The roads are kind of chaotic, but they do have a system. So this road called Sakamvit Road, where the BTS line is, it's a huge road that cuts through all of Bangkok and continues even further. And then all of the other roads kind of shoot off from that. So in my area, as long as I know where the main Sakamvit Road is, I can kind of figure out where I'm at and then move on from there. So it's a really nice anchor spot or like landmark in the middle of the city that helps you figure out where you are. Yes, exactly. And because it's so hot, I found out that people don't really walk that much here. They do, but most people take a taxi or a motorbike everywhere. Yeah, so there are probably motorbikes all over the place. Yes, I have not ridden one yet, but uh, my husband has ridden one a couple of times. Oh, really? Already? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so they're motorbike taxis. So one driver rides on the front 
and then he'll ride on the back and he'll hold uh, like this bar that's in the back of the seat. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, I've done that before as well. The motorbike taxis, they're pretty fun. <laughs> so Cassie, I imagine there's got to be some kind of like culture shock moment for you. I know you've only been there for a week and a half, but there's got to be something that you're like, oh my God, wow, that's wild. Like that's so different from my home culture or that's so different from Korean culture. Has there been anything shocking or surprising to you apart from the traffic? It kind of goes hand in hand with the traffic. A lot of streets in my area are cut off by gates. Like there are gate guards everywhere. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's because my area is pretty expat heavy. So there's a lot of high rise condos with very expensive price tags. And the people who live there want to have a safety first kind of policy. So a lot of these condos are guarded by security guards. And a lot of the streets that the back streets that they are located on, in order to enter those back streets, you need a pass on your car or something. Mm. So I found that very interesting. The guards are very friendly towards pedestrians. We can just walk on through usually. Thank goodness, because I don't speak any Thai. And sometimes <laughs> I get up to a gate and I'm like, oh, I hope they don't talk to me. <laughs> So that's another thing that I wanted to ask you about, actually, and maybe we'll wrap up with this question is what's communication like? Like uh, you said, you don't speak any Thai yet, which mm -hmm. is totally natural, only being there for a week and a half. Do Thai people speak English in your experience? Are you able to talk to them in English or is it mostly just body language at this point? Yes, a lot of people speak English. And even if it's not perfect, they, they try their best. Everybody's been super duper duper nice to us. We haven't had any bad experiences with that. And I actually feel sad. I can't speak it more. My, my mission is to learn at, at least a kind of a advanced beginner level of Thai. Yeah, well, it will take a little bit of time, but I'm sure you'll get there. And I think it always does go a long way to be able to speak some of the local language, even if you can't speak it fluently, right? Even when I travel, I always like to try and learn like hello and thank you just to throw it out there. And putting in a little bit of effort goes a long way, I think. But that's great to hear that you haven't had any negative experiences with the people or any kind of communication issues so far. That's great. Yeah, there is one more thing I'll add. This is kind of a funny anecdote. Um, one, we've actually come across a bunch of Korean speakers in Thailand. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, every time I hear them, I'll hear like a, a sentence of Korean um, and I'll go, oh, there's one, oh, there's one, oh, there's one. Isn't that weird how that happens? That happens to me when I'm abroad as well. Like I'll be back home in Canada and then suddenly I hear Korean and it's like, it's weird when that happens because compared to other foreign languages, it just stands out and it's like, oh, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's very strange. Yes, that's true. And then also my husband, his skin is a little bit darker than the average Korean, I would say. And we were surprised by this. A lot of 
Thai people look kind of similar to Koreans uh, and their haircuts are kind of similar, but a mm. lot of their skin is more of my husband's skin tone. So a lot of times when we go out, uh, they see me and they're like, oh, yep, foreigner. She doesn't know anything. And then they turn to him and start speaking Thai. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I know what that feeling is like because I have some Korean American friends who don't speak Korean very well. And I also have some friends who were born in Korea but adopted out to the USA as babies mm -hmm. and have come back as adults. And these friends don't speak Korean very well, but ethnically they are 100% Korean. So of course they look Korean. And when we go out to restaurants or something, you know, I actually speak Korean better than them, but they get all the attention because the staff sees me and it's like automatic foreigner. I'll just talk to the Korean person. And yeah, it creates some awkward experiences sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm sure your husband's a little bit panicked in those situations. He takes it in stride. I have been so surprised at how well he's adjusted, but he's like, oh yeah, I love this place. Even one day when uh, we move back to Korea, I want to bring my, my future kids here so they can experience Thailand too. Ah, that's awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear that you guys are settling in all right, and I'm sure you'll have many more stories for us and a lot more to share in the future, and we'll keep coming back to you for more sources of entertainment and fun stories, Cassie, going forward. Sounds great. For now, I think that will bring us to the end of today's episode, everyone. So, of course, thank you for listening, as always, and great job on completing an English study session with us. And of course, we would love you to add to the conversation. So now it's your turn and maybe you have something to share with us about a visit that you've taken to Thailand before, or maybe even you have a question for Cassie about what it's like to live in Thailand. Please leave a comment on culips.com or on our discussion forum, or even on our Instagram page and share those comments and questions with us. And if you like this episode, please support us. Your support allows us to keep making English lessons for learners all over the world, and we can't do Qlips without you. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a Qlips member. For all the details, just visit our website, qlips.com. You can also support us by following us on social media, telling your friends who are learning English to check us out, or by leaving us a positive review and five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Qlips. That is it for us for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll catch you then. Goodbye. See ya.